You're listening to a podcast by Mission Field USA, a church planting initiative of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. For more information and resources, visit lcms.org slash church planting. Hello, Mission Field USA listeners, and welcome to the next installment of our podcast. I'm Pastor Steve Shave, Director of LCMS Church Planting, and today with me I have a special guest, the Reverend William Whedon, who serves us here at the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod as both the Director of Worship, also serves us as the chaplain here in the International Center. Anything else that we should note today? Pastor Whedon? Oh, I don't know. That sounds pretty good. All right. (laughs) It's a a heavy load, but we're glad that uh, we have you here to do that. And we do not have with us Pastor Mark Larson, uh, my compatriot who's usually here. We're giving him the day off because it's vacation Bible school time this time of the year. But um, I was hoping he would be here, uh, Pastor Whedon, just for the very reason that we need him to officiate because I was afraid... If you and I start talking, somehow it's going to evolve into a conversation about paleo diets. Yeah, man. Caveman. That's related, isn't ex- it? Exercise routines. Because <laughs> whatever we get together, you know, we talk about church planning and mission and all the rest. But it, it eventually turned into a conversation about, you know. Diet and exercise. Diet and exercise. <laughs> so I was counting on him to keep us on task, but we'll do our best. So bear with us, Does listeners. that mean he's not been converted yet? <laughs> I don't. He works out. I mean, okay, he's, good, he's, good, buff, good. he's a buff guy, so he. He works out, but he's also uh, he's good at keeping keeping things on task. So. righty. But uh, God bless uh, Mark. He's there in the city doing VBS, and uh, it's that time of year, and it's a uh, it's a good thing for that. You know, the Lord Jesus just loves it when we focus on the kids, right? Yeah, I mean, he's like, let them let them come to me. Don't don't get in their way. <laughs> you know, you so that he's he's busy doing that, and that's making go. the Lord smile. Very 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 true. So we'll catch up with you next time, Mark. Um, but yeah, so this is kind of an Im- interesting conversation. You know, we're going to talk today about sacramental church planting and that, you know, kind of specific to us as Lutherans, you know, that we would use that kind of language. And um, even when you think about the process of church planting, you're forming this core group, you're building your life together. There's just so much that's going on to get started. Worship itself sometimes seems like more of a distant And even the idea um, in terms of this missional aspect, you know, it seems like the first thing that you're doing is you're gathering, you're going out, um, you're witnessing, you're bringing people into the the fold. So even chronologically speaking, it might seem like sacramental church planning is a bit of an odd term. But, you know, just to start the conversation, why would we say that Lutheran church planting is sacramental church planning. Why is the sacrament of the church primary to her mission, and how is that historic? How is that biblical, would you say? 
Okay, that's an awful big topic that we probably won't get down in the next three hours. But I mean, this is really huge because st stop and think about it. What we don't want to have happen in any kind of a mission start is what I call a go out and get some more club, mm. where there's there's no internal thing into which they're being invited. Instead, there's just this idea that you get people together to get enthused to go out and grab more people to get them together to get enthused to go out and grab more people to get them together and go into. What's the thing at the center? That's what are you inviting them into? Yeah. That's at the heart and a sacramental church plant begins with this idea that what we're at the heart of what we're inviting people into is communion with the blessed trinity with the father with the son and with the holy spirit we are inviting them into this life that is the only real life in this entire universe come share this life with us and this is the life that is indeed mediated to us sacramentally and by using the word sacrament there i think it's important that right at the start we blow up a, a, a too narrow don't hear sacrament and just start thinking, okay, let's name them off and see how many we can count. And get them. <laughs> That's not what we mean. No, 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 no. So, I mean, to throw out a weird Latin phrase that Luther said, he's quoting Augustine, he said, Augustine never said anything better than this. He said, verba macerat ad elementum et fit sacramentum. The word, it comes to the element and there results a sacrament. Mm. And some people hear that as like a theory of consecration, like, you know, you take the word and you slap it under the bread and wine and boom, you've got the body and blood of Christ. And uh, okay, that's true. Take the word, slap it under the water, boom, you've got the washing of regeneration. True, 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 true. But I think it's really bigger because I think verbum here, the word here, is as big as the eternal word through whom the creation itself was made, the Lord Jesus, from whom it fell. And see, what he does is he... He, he comes to the element. He comes to that which is made, his creation. And when he comes to the creation, the creation gets changed. Right. And the creation itself is then changed into this gift of having communion with Father and Son and Holy Spirit through the power of the Spirit in the Son's presence here in creation. So when we talk about a sacramental church plant, you're talking about how Jesus comes into this world with his good gifts. Right on. So... If we wish to bring Jesus to this community, so again, we, we think new place, new people, drawing mm -hmm. people in, going into this community, bringing this Lutheran presence. So if we wish to bring Jesus into this communion, you're saying it's going to be incarnational. Mm -hmm. It's going to be incarnational in nature. It's not going to be just merely spiritual or mystical or we have to somehow grasp uh, to reach to find God. We give Jesus through the word and sacrament. So obviously that would be the means of grace that are real and tangible and physical things that we can give to those that we reach out to. So in a lot of ways, it's it's the basis of church itself. It's, yeah. it's baptism, it's it's communion. That's that's where you get the body of Christ. Right, I mean, it, it, you know, the, the, the basis of church itself, I love how you just put that, church, church, church. What is church? What is congregatio it's this coming together it's congregate people hear congregation i don't know what they're thinking of but i mean literally hear the word congregate yeah i mean the, the church is this we thing mm -hmm. where christ calls his people to come together and what are they coming together around they're coming together around these you use the lutheran technical term means of grace which mm -hmm. is a great a great technical term um I, I i would probably use a different one nowadays because i become convinced that this is the thing that isaiah is talking about in chapter 12 12 of, of his book, uh, you know, with with joy, you're going to draw water from the wells of salvation. <laughs> so I'm saying the people of God 
come together around these wells of salvation. Sure. And they proclaim as they go out into their community to people. They're, they're not saying, I got all the answers. They're saying, I got the living water. Yeah. You got to come where this water flows. <laughs> and what is this living water? I, I mean, if you go to Revelation 22, you get this picture of there's the throne of God and of the Lamb. Mm-hmm. And flowing out from it is the river of the uh, a water of life, which is then a, a picture of the Holy Spirit. So means of grace, we mm-hmm. could almost call them means of the Spirit. These are these are the bubbly up springs mm-hmm. by which the yeah. life that is inside of the triune God, which Jesus died to win for us. This is what now comes to us in in, in the um, in the assembly where the words mm-hmm. are read aloud, yep. heard by ears of people gathered together there, and where the words then are preached mm-hmm. into them, where the words are preached by the people themselves to each other in song and where then the body and blood of Jesus are are, are actually given mm-hmm. into their physical bodies yeah. to send them out into the world as his witnesses. Yeah, so it's it's not just, hey, here's part of a, a worship service. It's, you know, kind of maybe chic now or it's coming, coming back around where in the world of innovations and the transientness of life, like, hey, there's a return of people adding sacramental parts into the, the worship service. This really is its identity. You know, if people really want something that's rooted, that's ancient, um, this is the church. I mean, it is biblical because this is where the church finds their identity. It's not just, hey, here's part of the worship service to remember something by. It's what's actually forming you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your I mean, identity. Th- that, that is such a powerful thought that when yeah. you come together, the liturgy is not simply um, inert that way. It's actually acting on you. It's shaping you into being who you are, the body of Christ mm-hmm. doing, do, you know, it, because he wants to literally, the, the part of the element that that word wants to come to is not just bread and wine and water, mm-hmm. but through the bread and wine and water, he wants to come to your flesh yeah. so that in your flesh, the life of Christ is dispersed out into this world. Yeah, and and that idea of life together and koinonia and communal. Um, this is this is about being incorporated into Christ together. So this is God's activity. You mm-hmm. know, this is this is His operative word and His operative sacraments that are literally doing something to incorporate us together. Not just church meaning a building but what what is it that's going on putting to make you into these yeah holy Con- people connecting you to him i mean that this through, through the words the spirit is connecting you to jesus that that life of jesus can flow into you but i mean, stop, I, mean I love the, the way you just put that it, it puts me in mind of, of one of the great insights of the um, theologian um oswald Bayer. um you know, p- people always say ah you come together around the word uh-huh well there's a thousand and one interpretations of that and <laughs> and, and buyers like mm, you're hearing it the wrong way around you don't gather together to interpret the word you gather together for the word to interpret you mm. the word is the active thing living active sharper than any two-edged sword the writer of the hebrew says so yeah. you, you recognize oh we come together for the word to act on us. Yeah. It's not us doing something with the word. It's the word doing something with us. God comes through the, the word comes to the element. Mm. The word comes to us too. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, that's a good point because a lot of times in church playing that's that's kind of formational. You you're gathering a core group of people together. There's a lot of catechesis that goes mm-hmm. on. You gather around the word to get started. You're inviting people in to gather around the word, but 
it's important to recognize what's what's the word doing there yeah right? the, the word's doing that the, the word's doing the big thing it's doing the heavy lifting and that's really important because you know one of the things that we one of the traps we, we we can fall into is thinking somehow we're responsible for giving somebody else faith mm-hmm. um and, and and see this is one of the great joys I think of of any Lutheran church plant is the recognition that you not only can't give anybody else faith you can't even give yourself faith faith is not something you've come up with it's something that only the Holy Spirit can give where and when he pleases and those who hear the gospel yeah. so the whole point is get out of the way let the word do the work proclaim the word and its results are in the spirit's hands not your hands that gives you a great deal of of, of free joy mm-hmm. in, in proclamation and when somebody gets upset or mad about something in the word you can always just sort of shrug and say I'm sorry you need to go talk to the boss I mean I'm just here to be the delivery guy you know I mean <laughs> and when we're actually able to honestly deal with the word of God that way I think that is when, that's when people become absolutely hooked on Bible study for life is yeah. is when they've they've been free to have the word of God challenge them upset them you take their world and turn it upside down and 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 they're you know sometimes they're really angry at what God says there and that that's great mm-hmm. you know let the word of God bring it all out you know uh th- this it does is, expose things it exposes yeah <laughs> it's a wonderful genuine encounter then with God and you realize oh you know what he really is the problem is that I want to make him in my image, and of course, he's gathered me here to, uh, through the power of the word, start sh- shaping his image in yeah. me. It's a, yeah. yeah. Well, very good. So let's let's talk about that a little bit more. So we've we've got people gathered around the word. You're forming this core group of people into the the body of Christ in this place. You do also have sacramental church, and that does involve worship. Talk a little bit uh, more about how God comes to us. Why? why part of this discussion of sacramental church planning, God coming to us in this otherworldly sense. And that's really vital because this God, the, the God, okay, first of all, we go back to the incarnation, right? God comes to us in the person of his son. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, beautifully, many, many, many years ago, uh, a Lutheran theologian said that the incarnation of Jesus, it destroys Pelagianism, this idea that you have to climb up to heaven to get to God. Yeah. There, there are no steps to climb up because, you know, <laughs> if you're trying and you're somewhere up in the air, God is here on the ground looking up at you and saying, yo, where are you going? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm here. Luther wrote a pretty nice hymn about that for Christmas, I thought. Yeah, uh, yeah, he he absolutely did. Uh, from heaven above to earth, I come. Yeah, I mean, that was actually the angel talking there. But yes, he comes from heaven to 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 to, to make that that kind of announcement. So the whole point is, it's here on the ground mm. with us, mm-hmm. and so he comes among us to serve us. I think when people hear worship, the tendency is always to hear worship as that which we do to proclaim God's worthiness, praise and and adoration. And and the very different way that Lutherans hear uh, worship is that you know, it's shaped by this incarnational approach from the incarnation on down. He is he is coming to us mm-hmm. to actually impart his gifts to us. Right. And so he gathers us together as, as I mean this is the most mind blowing thought, because he is a servant king who wishes to serve us. Hmm. And he wants to serve out to you the gift of faith and a share in his eternal joy and a share in the peace that nothing can ever shake in your life. He wants to put into you his life that never ends. He wants to to dump on you forgiveness bigger than than all the world's sins. He'll just shove it down your throat. And, <laughs> and, 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 and he wants to put into your ears these promises that will set your heart singing with joy and and his whole point of gathering us together is so that he can be the servant to us. Mm-hmm. And once we get that, 
then we realize what a huge deal it is yeah. when we sort of blow off the Sunday experience. And we're like, oh, well, I, you know, I, yeah. I didn't feel like going to church today. That's like saying I didn't feel like receiving any of these wonderful gifts yeah, from, from right. God. I right. mean, I mean, the, the word, the whole point of the word is that it gathers us together there In the to middle receive. of a famine and you turn down the bread. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> it's like, you know, I just didn't feel the need for the, for the, the bread today. The yeah. plague of death is coming, but you didn't need the blood on the doorway. Kind right, of. Yeah, right, yeah, right. If, you know, th- you think about the Passover meal, but that's it. I mean, the, even even thinking about the Passover meal, that, that idea of heaven and earth and all of God's, Glory, because, uh, you know, yes, when you think of the church and church planning and the huge focus on mission, and, and it, it is a very effective way to mm-hmm. reach the lost, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you can lose focus on, I'm planting a worship service, you know, and that's what it's about. And this worship service is going to draw people in. And I think we can kind of reverse things and lose that mindset of heaven on earth where we are to receive yeah. what God has to give. And so, I mean, like years and years ago, I, I, I coined a term for it that I, I hope is not too upsetting, but I mean, I called it missiolatry. <laughs> okay. the, the worshiping of the mission instead of seeing that the mission, I mean, John 4, John 4, <laughs> okay. God says, the Lord Jesus says, the Father seeks such to worship him Mm. the father seeks worshipers and so when we recognize that's what he's after that's what he's inviting us into then you stop and go no wait a minute what's worship oh wait a minute worship means being given the gifts of god him dishing out his gift he seeks people to dump eternal life into he Mm -hmm. seeks people to pour forgiveness into he seeks people to be filled and animated to the brim and overflowing with the joy of his spirit he seeks people once you recognize this then then i think you're set free forever from the the go out get some more club Mm. to 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 like it becomes like you go out you're like yeah you you gotta come here it's like somebody says why it's like because you've got to meet a man who told me everything like like, just like john four happens i mean think about what happens at john four he is sitting at the well the woman comes up you know the disciples have gone into the town to drive by food the woman comes up and it's noon you know i started to put together why is a woman coming out to draw water at noon so she wouldn't meet anybody else and there he sits a jew (laughs) and, and 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 he's like give me a drink and she's like, what are you doing asking a drink from me? I mean, I'm a woman of Samaria and you're a Jew. Yeah. Um, and he said, and he starts being coy with her, right? He's like, hey, lady, if you knew who was sitting here talking to you, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Yeah. And then that, the whole, the way the whole thing unfolds, I mean, point after, he just, he, he pulls her you know, yeah, line yeah. after line, pulling yeah. her in. And finally she's like, you know, okay, I, I want that living water so I don't have to come here anymore and and, and draw out a drink. And, th- yeah. and then, of course, he's got, he's going to deliver it to her. She says, great, go get your hubby. Yeah. And she's like, I don't have a hubby. <laughs> and then the moment's like, yeah, you're right, you don't have a hubby because the guy you're shacking up with now, you didn't even bother to marry, lady. Yeah. But, you know, you've had five guys, but, uh, you know, looking for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> and, I mean, this is the real point. He's sitting here. This is at a well, at a well. He's sitting there with the bridegroom. The bridegroom is there for her, right yeah. there. He's yeah. like, I'm what you're looking for, lady. Yeah. All the stuff you thought in those guys that you, I'm the real deal. Mm-hmm. And I just want to give it to you. 
Yeah. And this is the, and then she's like, well, wait a minute, y'all worship in Jerusalem. We say that we should worship here at Gerizim. So, you know, he's like, look, the Jews are right. The word, the word, you know, but the hour's coming. This is the big point. The hour's coming when it's not going to be in Jerusalem. It's not going to be in Gerizim. It's going to be the Father. The Father will be worshiped in spirit, capital S, and in truth, capital T. I believe that's Trinitarian reference. You worship the Father in the spirit and in the one who is the way, the truth, and the life. This is John's gospel after all. So <laughs> Trinitarian because the Father is seeking such to worship him. He wants to gather you together so that he can give you yeah. the gift of eternal life. And this gift of eternal life is by the Spirit, the gift of the bridegroom, that yeah. this, the Son becomes your bridegroom. And this this is what the woman, I mean, do you remember what happens as soon as it, uh, John never misses these kind of details. <laughs> so he's like, she, she leaves her water jar and she runs back to the village. And what does she say? Come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Right and on. you know, the people in the village are going to be like, oh, I must have meant some story, dear. And, and, and they come. Yeah. They come because she said, Come meet a man. Yeah. And I think this is the heart. If, 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 if the evangelism that we have is not, Come meet a man. Right. If it's not inviting them to where Jesus comes to meet us, mm-hmm. and that we're going to actually meet him there in his words, yeah. in his water, yeah. in his meal, and in this assembly where he himself is present. I mean, think about what it means. I mean, how do I even get at this? You're in a worship service, right. and you, you, you're kind of like listening to half, I mean, like somebody's talking on the phone and you can sort of see them, but you can't see the other part of the worship thing. So I mean, like, it's weird that all of a sudden people stand up and they sing out, glory to you, O Christ, and praise to you, O Christ, glory to you, O Lord, praise to you, O Christ. Like, what's that? Well, because <laughs> the one that you don't see is there speaking. Mm-hmm. He's still speaking to you right here. These are his words. He's talking. We're not talking about a Jesus long ago and far away. Right. He's in our midst talking. Right. And when we invite people to come, we're inviting them to come meet Jesus. Yeah. Um, right. You know, I, some... Some wag years ago said that, you know, in your typical Protestant church, you, you know, you're invited to come meet a preacher. But the, the person was saying in the Catholic church, meaning the place where there was the mass, and we, Lutherans would say the same thing, where there's the divine service, we instead say, come meet Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's literally here. Not just hear about him. Come hear him. Right. Right. So, exactly. So, you have the word of Christ. You, you have in these words the promises you have in these words an invitation to his mercy for her as a sinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have her testimony. And then the people say it at the end. It's like, <laughs> hey, lady, we, we, he is the savior of the world, but we're not believing just because you said now. We've heard him we, now. Exactly. I mean, that's the goal. Right, right, exactly. So now, and then they have a testimony to a witness to what has happened to them. To them. In, in this uh, otherworldly you know, God on earth. Um, this really weird moment, I mean, you know. <laughs> How do you but, describe when, when, when he who is eternal truth, you know, he's walking around wearing sandals, right, with 30 feet. Yeah. And, and you go, this is God. And he is, he comes among, he, God gets dirty to come among us. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you're going to find him down here in the knit and grit. That's mm-hmm. where he is. Yeah. And yeah. that's what a sacramental church plant celebrates, right? Yeah. Right. right. And then when, when, when you come, and, and you have this word and this promise and this mercy all in a physical, tangible way that seals it upon you, assures you of it, is, is given to you. You're receiving 
this. You know, you're not just hearing it in your ear, but now you're you're receiving it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you go tell others, hey, you know, what'd you do on Sunday? Well, I watched the ball game. You know, it's like, well, I <laughs> was in the presence of God and all the hosts of heaven, and I received the forgiveness and mercy, and I felt it and I tasted it and. You know, you, you do have something certainly to witness to about this new church plant down oh, the man. road. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I'll never forget Wakaged into my into the sacristy after a divine service. I, I had a, I had a vicar back then whose name um, is, is Pastor Brian Holly. I mean, I don't know if you've ever met Pastor Holly, but I mean, he's he's like the size of a football player, right? You know, he's, <laughs> he's a big guy. Yeah. Anyway, he was giggling. He was giggling after the service. <laughs> and I was like, you know, like, what is your problem? <laughs> and, and 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 yet and he, he he comes out with I have the best job in the whole world. I get to pour eternal life down people's throats. How sweet is that? Nice. <laughs> and I thought that's it. He totally gets it. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. We get to pour eternal life down people's throats. This assembly is pouring, and we get to literally. It's not like it just it happens there. It's like he fills your buckets and sends you out with it yeah. back to the community. You get all the all these words and promises that you get to carry back out. And uh, oh, what a joy that is. But, you know, all that's, that's looking at it, the one direction. But mm-hmm. I also think what, what really is revitalizing for us is when we remember that it works the other direction, too. That um, what, what because this is the presence of the triune God welling up here in this creation and transforming the creation, mm-hmm. every single community, congregation gathered around the springs of God's uh, grace, this is a little colony out from his future world. Mm-hmm. And and granted, we kind of, um, we suck at being a good colony. We do. <laughs> I mean, you know, we, we're a very- not picture perfect. You know, we're not, we are not what you, I mean, you, you look at us and go, Lord, have mercy. I mean, it's very fragmentary and very partial the way we live this out. We recognize that because our own sin keeps on screwing it up. Yeah. But at the same time, we know it's there and that that's what it is and that's who we are called to be and what we're called to to actually give this world a teasing taste of this world where everything is is about the you know the bottom dollar and, and can I can I you know can I get make a buck off you mm-hmm. and here you've got a gift I mean that's really why the woman was suspicious of Christ right she thought he was trying to yeah you know what is, what do you really want you right know? right it's like he he really just wanted to give everything in the world to her yeah. and she had no clue and that's what 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 this little community because that's the nature of the world to come where everything is given as free gift mm-hmm. there it is yeah um, that the church gets to literally experience in the the gathering around these springs yeah so wherever these this life is welling up in this age it's a life mm-hmm. from this age to come. And, and and this means it's a life with, with death in the rearview mirror. Mm-hmm. It's a life of resurrection. It's a life without fear. It is a life that will scare the bejesus out of the world. <laughs> because they're, they're going to smell that there's something weird and alien yeah. on that community. They're going to be like, you y'all ain't normal. Something <laughs> something wrong with yeah, you people, yeah. and that's glorious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Saint Paul would describe. He says, you know, to, it's 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 the aroma of death to them, huh, but yeah. it's the aroma of life to those who are being saved. And and, and, and it will be that when people are, you know, when they come, the moments come where they're like, all right, maybe I need to just listen to what these idiots are saying because because. <laughs> 
they certainly seem to be there's something there they've got that I don't have. Yeah. What is this? Yeah. Well, um, and that's true too. Even when you talk about the the kind of the motivation, I, I think people can sense that uh, if, if you're just looking at them like, hey, it's me. It's another just another person to bring in, you know, to put into my numbers and make me look good as the church planter. I and mean, don't forget the offering. You got to yeah. be careful. <laughs> yeah, and don't, and don't forget the offering. I mean, you, you have to be careful. I mean, I understand the, the pressures that are put on church planters to, um, you know, continue to show progress, I guess you would say. But on the other hand, um, what you're talking about with this colony is a genuine, authentic love a genuine, authentic care. When they go into the community, even when they do human care activities, there's no switch and bait. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. It's just genuine. There, That's can, what love does, right, right man? You, you can just tell it's motivated out of true love for the neighbor. And when they clothe and when they feed and when they do all these things, or even when they invite, um, I think you can tell that this colony is is truly God's because they can they can sense the authentic love uh, that's being shown. It's it's not about, hey, the church is trying to get something in return here. This is about the, the body of Christ being the body of Christ and this alien colony in the middle of <laughs> the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I'm never going to be able to find this. I, I, I was trying to find a great quote on, on this <laughs> that, that just— Dr. Peepcorn had this this notion where he said, you know, we need to lose this whole commercial side to the church, yeah. so that if we if if we bake food, it's going to be for for the hungry and not to raise money for the king who owns everything. Yeah. If if we um, sew blankets, it's going to be to cover the naked, mm-hmm. and 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 not to um, somehow auction off and make you know. Yeah. I mean, the, the church literally needs to to lose. I mean, imagine a mission start that. That has the goal of not ever, um, not, not not ever entering into that whole shucksterism. Uh, I don't know how to say that. <laughs> yeah, you know, what I mean, okay. to, to 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 not be a business. Yeah, yeah. That that our only business yeah. is giving out the gifts of the kingdom that enliven us to worship and adoration and service in this world to love. And there's an urgency to it. I mean, mm-hmm. we we understand that the the day will come when the door will close. Um, so we do even understand that there's a sense of urgency to reach the lost and to gather up the scattered. Yeah. You know, um, that's that's certainly part of it. That's that's our genuine concern for others. And, and, you know, and, and he, Jesus said it, he who does not gather with me scatters. Yeah. You know, I never really thought about that in, in connection with the, I mean, th- think about that as a member of the congregation. Mm-hmm. Don't deprive Christ of your presence in the gathering. Yeah. I mean, because if you don't gather with him, yeah. you are responsible for scattering the body. <laughs> this is huge. It's like he's calling you here to give you all these sweet and wonderful gifts, but your absence can be in itself a blockage mm. to those gifts being received and rejoiced in by another person. Yeah. You think, well, nobody will notice if I'm not there on Sunday. It's like the head of the body might notice. <laughs> he just might notice. And he just might care. Well, and your brothers and sisters do too. And, and your, I mean, that's you, they the, do, man. And yeah. that is one of the beauties of church planting is to see this family of God being formed. And mm. there is just such genuine love uh, and compassion for each other. And they do. I mean, they notice. Like, you can watch the ligaments sort of grow on not, the body. I mean, like the stuff that time. I mean, you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? I yeah. mean, because you watch these love. I mean, right the, the, the relationships become. 
it, it's not merely natural ones. I mean, a lot of older congregations, it's mostly natural ones, and yeah, they're yeah. all in there are little families. Yeah. But but you're you're beholding this thing when when it's a mission start, and these are people that were not together before. Yeah. All of a sudden, they become very dear to each oh, other. That's what I'm saying, and it's it's not. I don't mean it in a busybody way at all. Uh, I mean, no, no, like, no. it's like man, the pinky finger is missing today. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's. <laughs> and, and, and and is is there you mean like is there a special you know are they okay? Is exactly. there something I can pray for that? person yeah. for right now what can we do to lift them up to christ right yeah yeah because you you were and that's one of the great things too for me we would do some of the nastiest dirtiest grittiest work i think i've mentioned this in the podcast before but it just it, it didn't matter how horrible and hot and everything else it was it all that matters we were doing it together joy of doing it together oh my being gosh. together is, we, yeah. we could do the nastiest grittiest kind of whatever mercy work out in the community but man we had so much joy just because we were with each other and we were doing it to love uh, our neighbor and in service to God, uh, people, and just uh, be, being the family of God. It was just an amazing experience for me. So we're going to talk about that in just a second. We're going to take a little bit of a, a bump for a little bit, and we're going to come back and tackle some more topics, but talk about how sacramental stuff has real, tangible things that come with it. So hold on for one more second. LCMS Disaster Response gathers once a year to learn best practices on how to do mercy and respond to natural disasters. We're inviting you to get involved in the conversation. Join us at Concordia Seminary St. Louis from October 2nd through the 4th to hear from pastors, experienced disaster responders, and disaster victims as they share their wisdom and experience from the field. Registration, including meals, is just $50, but seats are limited. For more information, go to lcms.org disaster. That's lcms.org disaster. So let's talk about how this is for real, that when you have sacrament, you have mission. And these sacraments are operative. Real stuff happens. So just to just to give you an idea of what I'm talking about, Pastor Whedon. So, for example, I just had somebody kind of give me their testimony that, you know, 13 years ago when this pastor moved into town and he moved into my neighborhood and he came over and he told me about Jesus and I had no idea that 13 years ago this guy was going to show up and he was going to turn my whole world around. He was going to turn it upside down. And, there, you know, this faithful Christian family now um, because of hearing hearing the word. Or I remember one time baptizing an 80-year-old man in my mission, and for the first time in his life he really felt like he was ready to go home. You know, mm-hmm. or or giving communion one time to a person in a mental health facility, family came down from all over the country to be with this person, to be by their side. The only thing that this person remembered of that whole time that they were there at the facility was Pastor brought communion to me. 
Hmm. It was just amazing. You know, this is real stuff that we're talking about. And even when I think about um, even the preaching connected to this, I remember, you know, I'm in the Bible Belt, and they're not, you know, their their view of sacrament is more ceremonial. It's mm-hmm. more um, symbolic and that sort of thing. But I would actually have a mom, you know, I'd start preaching about baptism, and I would notice she would get up. I thought she was nursing a baby. <laughs> You know, but she would get up when I'd start preaching about baptism and that Lutheran uh, understanding. Um, She'd kind of walk out, um, and I thought, you know, wow, you know, I could, knowing my context here, I could shy away from spending a lot of time preaching about what's going on in baptism Mm -hmm. and communion, except we got to the text on the widow at Nain, and I preached about how this child was dead until Christ came and breathed life and then handed the son back to the mother. And I connected that to the baptism of a child that morning. Guess what happened, Pastor Whedon? She didn't walk out and she asked you to baptize her baby. <laughs> her whole family. That's beautiful. Her whole family. She find, It was the Holy Spirit working to connect, you know, just like with the widow at Nain. Right. This because stuff I, is so real. That is real. I mean, in your context there, that is one of the hardest things i mean i think it's it's really hard to break through because what's fixed in people's heads is that the sacraments are things that we do yeah so you know baptism is my act of obedience that Mm -hmm. i can do to show christ i've you know answered his call to become his follower the sacrament of the altar uh you know the holy communion is what i do to remember jesus um and and that he died for me Mm -hmm. um and of course there really is nothing for um what we would call holy absolution there they don't have a, a parallel of that but that's you take that and you say, no, wait a minute. What happens if in these tangible, touchable ways, you know, God actually does things. He actually is busy and at work. So that baptism really does raise people from the dead. Yeah. My favorite story of that is from the South too. I hope you'll forgive me for, for telling this, but I just it just <laughs> cracks me up. I remember at uh, the 50th anniversary of the um, Southern, uh, Southeastern District, we had our big celebration at Duke University. And we actually had, asked their big shot guy, um, uh, Willman, to come, you know, um, and, and speak to our, our district about, you know, the, the Lutheran theology. Yeah. Uh, he was a Methodist, but, you know. Yeah. And he began by saying, I got to tell you, I just love your Lutheran theology of baptism. <laughs> I mean, this is so cool. I mean, a person walks through the door you've never seen before. You grab a hold of him and you say, dude, the life you're living right now ain't worth living at all. We're going to take you down here to this farm. We're going to kill you and we're going to give you a brand new life. And that new life's going to be worth the living. And, and he stopped and he looked at us and he says, that is what you tell your visitors, isn't it? And there's like a lot of nervous laughter in the room. And he goes, it's what your theology says you should tell your visitors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. He got it. He and got it's, it. It's tough. I mean, it is tough. So like even our communion practices, oh, you know, man. you might think, well, if there's anything more anti-mission, but I had the reverse effect almost mm-hmm. every single time. I mean, actually every single time it had the exact reverse effect where people were in awe of how high of a regard we had for the word of God mm-hmm. and that there really was something happening here at this table. Right. And I want a piece of that. Because because <laughs> if, 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 if it really doesn't matter, if, if, if there's no power in it, then yeah. give it out to everybody. Exactly. They, but, they sensed that. Yeah. And then once they locked onto it, whether it was baptism in that family right. or mm-hmm. communion, they would never go back. 
They would never go back to like, this is the real deal. This is Christ for me and forgiveness. Which is amazing because sometimes you'll see some lifelong Lutherans who will, you know, they get used to a certain worship style, whatever, and they'll just end up moving to another church that has a similar worship style and just dumping the sacraments without even a thought. Mm. And you're like, what on <laughs> earth is going on in your head? Not my con- How could you no. possibly do that? Not my converts, um, bro. Yeah, no. And, 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 and <laughs> I think uh, and I'm a convert to Lutheranism too. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm now, it's like, there's no way. Yeah. that I would ever consent to the loss of the sacraments yeah. again, ever, yeah. ever, ever, ever. Yeah. So this, it's just impossible for me to think in, other, in any other terms that then this is how God is coming to actually touch me and give me his grace, and I desperately need it. But that's why I was kind of alluding to that earlier, why I am shocked that our Monday, Thursday services aren't as packed as our Easter services. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you get what's happening, there's the plague of death coming yeah. down for our sin and there's going to be this meal you can participate in this lamb you can receive this blood um where the paschal blood is poured <laughs> desperate angel sheaths his sword israel's host triumphant go through the wave the yeah. we sing it right yeah. i mean we sing yeah yeah and it's like why on earth not i mean yeah, yeah. so i mean that, that really goes beyond monday thursday it's like you know why on earth is not every single divine service sure. just packed to the gills sure. with people running right. to be under the blessed blood yeah i mean myself included i'm chief of sinners i, I understand this i mean i understand um, you know, Lord help my unbelief, but, mm-hmm. but, but I, my point being is that because we understand what, what it is that's happening, this isn't just, I'm going to be entertained or motivated or, you know, I'm going to have this experience. And I mean, it happens, I, I guess, you know, from when I'm seeing these young people, they, they actually look on their phones and they see like, who's playing today and they'll go to this thing or they'll go to that thing because it's more, you know, that's like, oh yeah, but, but um, but that's not us. I mean, no. that's not sacramental church planning. Sacramental uh-uh. church planning is understanding like the king. The king we're is gonna, coming. We're gathering around the throne. Yep. We have this semicircle where we'll all be kneeling together to receive this gift. And on the other side of the semicircle, all my beloved loved ones who have gone before us and all the heavenly hosts that are gathered there together. I mean, to get that idea, I mean, <laughs> by itself, that yeah. to me is, is one of the most beautiful and transformative pictures that you can have. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you walk into a typical, um, you know, this is not a church plant, but I mean, yeah. in, in a typical church that's been you know, built in our tradition, yeah. you're going to find this really significant open arch. Yeah. And that's the whole point is there's nothing to prevent you from coming to him. Yeah. He's he's come all the way to you and he gathers you to And then when you're there, you begin to realize, oh, and I'm only seeing what's visible here. There's, <laughs> there's this big un- yeah. invisible thing. Yeah. And this, this reality to me is one of the most exciting of all, because it can be kind of discouraging at times in a church plant. Yeah. If you don't have a lot of people, you wonder, you know, oh, you know, wouldn't it be nice to have a few more people here? It's like, dude you in the presence of the <laughs> lamb and you've got the angels and the archangels yeah. and all the company of heaven and the whole church is gathered one of the most it, it's it to me it's one of the most misunderstood passages in the um, Augsburg confession it is it says that um that that the that, that, you know w- what is the church mm-hmm. the church is the assembly not the assemblies mm-hmm. the assembly and the German um, Aller Gläubigen, the yeah. assembly of all believers. Mm-hmm. So, what is the church? It, it it's what you see in the Book of Revelation yeah. when they're all gathered around the throne of the Lamb. That's what happens 
in the in that mission plant mm-hmm. where there might be five families worshiping together right now. Yeah. You know, and you're certainly hoping and praying it grows to be yeah, sure. thirty thousand. Right. You know. Right. But whatever it is, it's already bigger than 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 anything our minds can number contain because it's been yeah. joined to the church of Christ. The church of, when we come to the Lamb, we come to all those gathered around him. Yeah. And that's yeah. just so encouraging. And especially the think the thought about the ones that we've known and loved that have died. Yeah. And they're not distant from us. They're there. Yeah. If if they're in him, yeah. they're there. Moses and Elijah showing up on the Mount of Transfiguration. And the disciples knew who they were without anybody <laughs> doing any introductions. Think about that. Yeah. Then we shall know fully, even as we are fully known. They have that little moment to taste that on the Mount of Transfiguration. The right. church's table is that moment for us. It's yeah. just awesome. Right on. And what a weird dichotomy. You're right. So to my and that's why I was saying about help my unbelief, because to the yeah. to the eye, it might look like I'm in a gymnasium to start, you know, because that's all <laughs> or I've got. Or a funeral home. Or a funeral. I actually yeah. started in a funeral home uh-huh. chapel. Um, I've got a folding table. I mean, it's it's both. It's it's so magnificent to know that the simplicity of the beauty of this is all I need is this bread, this bread, wine, the wine. The, the guy water, and the book and the, the book, book right with the, the words right, yeah right the words it, of god and it can be a card table i mean yeah. right um so it, you you have the beauty and the simplicity of how god works to even the most humble of means to do the most amazing things it's hard for me even when you go to a just a regular church congregation always have that belief you know, this is what I'm about to approach yeah. the throne, um, and what I'm going to receive at the altar. Um, but on the other, on the other hand, um, you know, I remember there was a point um, where uh, it, it was kind of a challenge. Like, you know, it, it's hard to think that my my altar is a, is a, an end table or a card table. <laughs> that my kitchen table is actually, you know, I, I have a nicer kitchen table than I do this folding table that I right. just grabbed out of my pickup truck. Is that really, you know, and I remember like when we, we took the time and the, and the energy and somebody donated to us um, a pulpit and an altar and a font. And it was just, it was nice. I mean, it was oh, nice yeah. to, you know, put that in the trailer and to set up this sacred space and to have a, a you know, a place that really gave you the gravitas. It, it's a is... confession in, 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 um, in plastic form, if you will. I mean, yeah. I mean, in hard form yeah. of, of of what you're actually believing to be to be true. Right. I mean, and this is something that's so important. Also, in I mean, in in the way that um, Lutherans have done this historically, is we we've tried to put all these reminders mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. us into the space to tell us, don't just use your eyes. Right. Go beyond your eyes to your ears and learn to see what God says is here. Yeah. And once you've done that, you realize, then let's go ahead and put something, you know, put up a reminder. It reaches, uh, you know, probably the, the ones who do this the absolute over the top most are, are Eastern Orthodox, where, mm-hmm. where, I mean, at times you walk in and your senses are just so overwhelmed yeah. by all the stuff they have coming at you. You feel just claustrophobic, right? Yeah. Um, but what they're trying to get across is you've just entered into heaven and all the saints are there. Oh, did we leave one out? Put another one up for him. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you have all yeah. these these images of yeah. the saints are you're in the presence of God. Now Lutherans have in our art have tended to emphasize not so much the um you know the assembly of the saints as as it is to 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 help people see what the means of grace are yeah. by what by what, the way that they are depicted. So in, as weird as it is, we have our our sanctuary and with 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 those items like like you talked about handcrafted items mm-hmm. to, uh, mm-hmm. you know for you guys there. Yeah. But you might even have art 
of those confessing those items yeah. to be what they give. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and that's I, here at the International Center Chapel. We have this Luther piece above the uh, the, the altar that shows from the you know the, uh, the Cronach piece of uh, it shows what the means of grace are actually giving mm-hmm. by what by if you walk your way through the picture it's all yeah. there um and it's just a good way of saying don't let your eyes fool you guys you know <laughs> remember confesses. there's more to this way yeah exactly yeah, it, it confesses, confesses. It, it confesses it's kind of interesting so whether it was our temporary space or we finally got a banquet hall that we converted into our first mm-hmm. uh full-time use uh sacred space and we also held some mercy ministry there as well, but um, you know, talking about that semicircle, I, mm-hmm. I mentioned that one time, and you know, so we had our we had our uh, pulpit and altar and font that was donated to us um, uh, very graciously for somebody that got new stuff, and they gave us theirs. Mm-hmm. And but uh, there's an Air Force pilot, and uh, she had never done any kind of woodworking before, and she built our kneelers in the ah. semicircle. She had the Luther rose in between. I mean, and she'd wow. never even done woodworking. And it was just so majestic. It was absolutely magnificent. It preached to everybody that walked into that building. I don't care if it was in the gym. I don't care if it was in the right. banquet hall. As soon as you saw this thing, you're like, oh, <laughs> there's yep. something there's something up here, you know, and they see this altar and they saw the beautiful semicircle that she she had built and uh oh, this is magnificent, but but I mean, those, the, those the semicircle is huge yeah. because I mean yeah. this is this is at the heart of uh, he he comes. He comes. It's one of the reasons that um, you know, the the some people get all upset with it with if the wall if the altar is an east wall altar if the idea is that you know the pastor is going to have his back to the people but he really doesn't have his back to the people he's facing the same way all the people are facing and we're facing Christ <laughs> who is coming with all the saints and angels right. the way that's I mean, in other words we're looking right toward the parousia the whole thing is opened up toward the appearing of Christ and when we worship together that way uh, I think people walking in know right away there. Well, talk about that that odor of the resurrection. It's really strong when <laughs> when that's the direction of the worship, and the people are all comporting themselves toward this unseen reality that He has declared to be present right there. Yeah, it's it's beautiful to behold. Yeah, and and to be able to teach that and the catechetical use of what's mm-hmm. going on, um, mm-hmm. abs- absolutely, all all that is just. A phenomenal, very rich understanding of of what it is to to worship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and and again, so uh, I think uh, it's easy for us to to think that there's a difference between the missional, the mm-hmm. mission, yeah. and the sacramental, and mm-hmm. what is primary. But give us your final thoughts then on on sacramental church planting being mission. It, it is it, it is mission because sacramental here has carrying about it this this huge weight of the word of God coming to the people of God the word of God coming to the element and bringing with it everything that's promises which I mean I hope you'll you'll let me do one more d- divergent thing that I really want to get in there yeah, before, sure. is that this is why I really believe that we've got to lose the f- fighting about instrumentation type of stuff in the church because we have to recognize all instrumentation is utterly secondary let me say it again all (laughs) instrumentation is secondary and none of it can begin to touch the importance of the primary thing god wants and that is human 
voices joined in song mm. that proclaims the word. Wow. And all instrumentation is there. I mean, the great classical music of the Lutheran Church was divine, devised to pick up tunes, if you will, and, and th- that would immediately be setting words into your heads as you heard the tune. You're like, oh, I know that. That Oh, yeah, okay, so those words are in my head now, right? So the, the, the whole point was to serve out the words to the people. And this is huge for a mission start. It doesn't have to have, um, you know, you don't need a band. You don't even need a piano player. Mm-hmm. What you do need is somebody who can carry a tune and be a strong voice leading. And, you know, if that's the pastor, great. It's obviously great to have somebody side the pastor do that. I, I've thought for a long time, it wouldn't it be great if every place we sent out the pastor and the musician and sent them out as a team together, the musician there being primarily the one who will lead the singing of the people in response to the pastor so that we actually enter into the Lord's joy with our song. Mm-hmm. And once we do this, it, I, I, I'm convinced that gives people a taste of something. Here's where the resurrection actually tastes in your ear. If you, I mean, <laughs> you you hear the joy. I mean, we alluded earlier to at the Lamb's High Feast. You have you have people singing that together. And yeah. you, again, without piano, you don't need a whatever yeah. or, or organ. Just just sing that song together, right and on. the triumph of that is going to bring tears to people's eyes. Yeah. You know, and many times our instruments end up more disguising rather than actually. Um, getting out of the way to okay. help the voice do its primary thing. Fair so. enough. Fair enough. So uh, I think it's important, though. I mean, I think mm-hmm. it's important to understand the the essence of sacraments in the mission. Yeah. And and that is a, a couple things. First of all, I want to see Jesus. Yes. Show me Jesus. Show me Jesus. Right. How how would you do that? What is what is so important about a hands on God that when He gave the promise he connected the rainbow right what right. what is what is the importance ultimately of being able to give to people a hands on god what do you, let's just unpack that for a second man <laughs> our faith is so fragile and so weak that we need something to hang on to we yeah. just need something to hang on to and so god gives us these tokens of, yeah. of his love these signs of his love i mean the, the hebrew word oath there yeah. is so precious you went to the rainbow it's it's go, go throughout the entirety of the old testament you see he does this again and again and again and of course in the new testament he takes the whole thing and he says let's ratchet that up how about i give you my body <laughs> how about i give you my blood how about in fact my blood be in the water that washes away your sin how about that yeah and and the sign will be it'll be an x marks the spot here is where you can know to go and find where i will be there for you right so that you can't have any doubt that this is this is me this is for me yeah. this you know it's you know one of the most weird things luther ever said is you know if i want my sins forgiven i don't go to the cross he goes cross forgiveness was one but it's not given out there i go to the sacrament and the sacrament it's given out but given. it's not one there and so where is it given out? Where's the X marks the spot? Where's he prom? Where's he made, made this promise that I can actually have a tangible, touchable experience of his grace mm. right here in this world, here and now? Right. Each of the sacraments give us that. The forgiveness of sins. The, I mean, there's nothing more powerful in terms of our mission for the lost who live in a dark and dying world to give them Jesus himself. I mean, if they, if they hear in the sacrament Jesus saying to them, I know everything you've done. I know it all. And I've borne it all. Mm -hmm. And I love you through it all. Mm -hmm. And there is 
absolutely nothing in this world that's going to take you away from this love that I have for you. It's yours. Here. Open wide. (laughs) Eat. This, I mean, to get that, then you realize... Is there anything more precious than to be at the sacrament and hear Jesus say that to me? Or it's similar with, with, with baptism. It's yeah. like, you know, <laughs> yes, I know that you are filthy through and through. So I have a washing that will be through and through. I'm going to dump you in the water and then you're going to be inside of me. Yep. And all that's mine is going to be yours. Make disciples. Baptize. Baptizing yep. and teaching. There's yeah. nothing more powerful in terms of the mission of the church than to give them Jesus. Amen. We're a baptizing community. It's what he calls us to be. Amen. So I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. You actually got the decaffeinated after floor committee, Will Whedon, (laughs) but daggone it if he isn't still rocking it today. So Pastor Whedon, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for the opportunity, man. Uh, So stay tuned, everybody. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Mission Field USA podcast for church planting. Visit lcms.org slash church planting for other resources and information to share your ideas and to contact us. The Mission Field USA podcast is a production of the Office of National Mission of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod in partnership with KFUO Radio. The Lord be with you.